podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Ammo and Danny. Irish Anfield Road. Now, we said in our last pod that we were going to be doing the last episode, but by popular demand, we've come back with a season review and also an amazing show that we have lined up today. Not only are we going to be doing a season review where me and Ammo are going to be talking about what we think has been the key moments of Liverpool season, assessing how Liverpool got to where they got to in terms of winning all the trophies that we did this season. We're also going to talk about our top goals and also we have got Neil Meller joining us uh, as we interview him about his career and what he has thought about Liverpool season. So to kick us off, Ammo, how's your week been? And also, what what on earth are we doing interviewing Neil Mellon in our first season of a pod? <laughs> um, I don't know, Danny. Um, it's just gone from stem to stem. Um, to our listeners, I'm sure Neil won't mind us saying. Um, I, was, I was over in Liverpool um, over the weekend. Um, it was a very last-minute trip, unfortunately, for a funeral. But I managed to scope out for a couple of drinks in one of the evening times. And me and my friends just seen him. And I just approached him and I just asked him. And he turned around and went, if it's for real football fans, because he loves Liverpool himself, no problem. So um, I just asked him. I had the courage to ask him after a couple of drinks, but that's courage. And um, there we go. So we'll be interviewing him soon. So thank you, Neil. Um, But yeah, apart from that, mate, same old family stuff. Busy, busy, busy. Although Liverpool aren't playing, there's still a good bit of football about. So it's one of them where you, you're not having to make loads of time to watch football because there's not as much football on. But at least there's some football to watch and it's not like lockdown or such. Um, so can't complain. Um, and what about yourself, Danny? How, how, how have you been? How's we Charlotte? How's all the kids and all? Doing good. Everyone's doing really well. Settling into family life. Three kids. Loving it. Getting used to sleep deprivation and all the rest of it and yeah as you said it's kind of a mixture isn't it football's finished now but um it's not too long until it starts back up again there's still games going on champions leagues rolling on all these different things so uh, it's keeping us busy keeping us entertained which is good um and yeah can't complain and super excited to get neil on in a little bit and fair play to him real nice genuine guy who's prepared to come on and do stuff for the fans um, and I know we really appreciate it, so it would be great to be able to interview him. But before we get into that, and before we uh, do our interview with Neil, one of the reasons why we're doing this pod is that a lot of people have asked us to give our season review. Obviously, Liverpool have had an immense season this season. We kind of forget that it started all the way back in August. Uh, there's been all sorts of FA Cup dramas going on. We had a Club World Cup to play in and all of these different things that went on before lockdown and the stadiums emptying and all of these different things um so we wanted to come on and do our season review what we think is our highlights what we thought the best moments were uh, and also picking our three best goals of the season so i'm going to start off with you Amo. obviously it's been a mental season this season what have been your highlights so we'll look at our top three highlights so give me give me sort of your your first two and then we'll do yeah, the top yeah, one at the end yeah, no, okay, so there's just quite a few around now. Um, obviously, the Club World Cup was one of them, you know, f- um, when Firmino scored that goal and stuff. Um, but I've kind of narrowed it down to, to league moments. Um, I don't know quite where to um, where to start. There's that many. 
<laughs> to talk about. But I'll, I'll mention a couple that didn't quite make the top three. Um, and then I'll mention kind of me, me third and second. So the 4 0 against Norwich, first um, game of the season, we, we, we put a stamper down. Yeah. Um, Norwich come up in the championship with a good reputation, playing good football. And I think in the first 20 minutes or so, they, they outplayed us and they put a good. Um, a good show on, but you know when we still end up winning the game four nil, which was I think was a big thing. Um, obviously, um, Arnold against Palace when he hit that free kick, mm. um, you know just after lockdown, it was a frustrating game. Just played Everton and it was scrappy, and then we got beat by City. Um, and then we played Palace. I was like, we need to win this game. It was like fortieth minute, sort of Arnold put it at the top in. Um, I think that was a big moment because that was like right, okay, we we knew we were going to win the league, but you know it's kind of when I don't know, wake come off and show the foot, right, okay, Liverpool are back a bit. Yeah. But me, 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 me top three, um, I think my third going down to first, I think, four, this is just me personally, I think Fabinho's goal against City, when we beat, we beat them 3-1, mm. um, he got the ball from outside the area and he just whacked it 25, 30 yards out, boom, and no chance. Then I remember always get arrows, remember getting checked for, um, I think it was a handball or a penalty claim by City down the pitch, like, 30 seconds beforehand but the goal stood and I think that was a game changer because we, we, we laid our mark against the current champions yeah. um, and we beat them so for me number three that has to go there um, number two and uh, number two and number one's hard to pick between it really is but I'm going to go for Aston Villa 2-1 um, we were getting beat up until was it the 87th or 88th minute um, and then Robbo comes up with a header at the back post and yep. um, and obviously, Manny gets that like kind of glancing header. It was kind of a weird type of goal, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arnold hit a bit of a scrappy corner, and then Marnie kind of flicked it on, and it kind of like it took forever to go in the net. Um, but at that moment, you're sitting there thinking, "Wow, Liverpool have not been beat this season." You know, Liverpool have won every single, and we just beat Villa. And okay, and they were fighting for their lives, obviously, and all that. And I was just sitting there thinking, "Wow, like this is a real." Like, we always hear over the years when United were in all those league titles. You know, the good teams find a way to win when they're not playing well. And that's yeah. what we did that day against Villa. Um, and yeah, um, and I, I, it was very close between this and my number one, which we'll come into. But um, for me, yeah, those, those are the, the, so for being your number three against City mm-hmm. and a 2-1 against uh, Villa. What about yourself, Danny? If you, what would be your kind of top three moments, but keep number one to yourself type of thing? Yeah, so mine would be probably similar to yourself, similar enough. Um, the 2-1 against Villa, I think, has got to be up there. Um, we were at a stage where people didn't know what was going to be happening, where we were starting to look like we were starting to maybe draw a couple of games. We were starting to look a little bit edgy. People were starting to um, question Liverpool, especially with the fixture run that was coming up and all these different things. Um, and I think one of the things that we know about Liverpool is that throughout the last couple of seasons, we have seen that Liverpool have to win games by maybe two or three goals to be comfortable. And if teams are coming close to us, or if it's a tight game, Liverpool have never really been known over the last number of years as being a team that can just hold a 1-0. And for me, we've seen that game, it was one all, and we just thought, right, this is going to be a draw against Villa. And Mane, obviously with the glancing header, scores it wins it 2-1. That was the, obviously the interview afterwards where Klopp used the term that is well known now that we were mentality monsters. Monsters, yeah. Um, and, that's what, and that's what it was. It was the moment, I think, when, you, when we scored that goal that you thought to yourself, Liverpool have it in them. 
to win games, whether it be scrappy or whether it be by three, four, five goals, we seem to have the ability to to hold a game now. That yes, we can win it in the last minute. Yes, we can hold a one nil. It sort of it was a moment I think where most of the fans thought, Do you know what, we we've got a rounded team here that can that can have a plan B, they can have a plan C. Um <clears throat> so I think it was a key moment that that game in Aston Villa and Mane getting the goal in that. And then yeah, my my number two, weirdly enough, because I know we don't discuss these, um, but my number two was <clears throat> was Liverpool three one um against City. Manchester City. Yeah. It was just it's a, it's the it's the staple. I think everybody was waiting for it. Everyone was waiting for that game because that was going to show: Do Liverpool have what it takes to challenge City in the league? And you come to Anfield, all the fans obviously still there back then, um, and we came up with the goods. City played yeah. really really well. They were solid. Uh, Bernardo Silva I think scored for them. Um, yeah. Their goal and Liverpool just held the game out so well. Every single player was solid. There was obviously a few contentious decisions there. Everyone will look back to the Sterling trying to whip the ball in, hitting Alexander-Arnold on the hand in the penalty area and the ref not giving the yeah. pen. Um, That's what Pep, I was afraid of. Pep yeah. was obviously the holding the, the two fingers up to the fourth official saying it's happened twice, it's happened twice and, and obviously it's become a bit of a meme now. Um, but that was the game, I think, that, that people looked at Liverpool and said, you know what, I think we can do this because we didn't just beat City. We comfortably won the game. Outplayed them. Yeah, we did. We outplayed them on the pitch. And yes, people can say, oh, it was at Anfield. But City are a tough team. City have proved over the last couple of seasons how big they are as a team. And for us to do them the way that we did, so comfortably at 3-1, for me, it's got to go up there as one of the moments of the season. Because it was the moment that I think people started to believe. And I think if we look back on our podcast, that was the episode where you was singing and now you're going to believe us and... And you, that's where you jumped on the bandwagon. That that was the moment. <laughs> uh, you know me. You know me. <laughs> so, what's your what's your number one? Then, obviously, there's been so many, and as you said before, it's hard to choose. But what what have you put down as your number one of the season? For, for me, Danny, and it's um, I've not given number one because it was particularly a great goal. I've not given number one because it was because um, of who it was or anything like that. But for me, it was United, and uh, it was Adam Lallana's equaliser. Mm. Um, I, I all remember. Um, I'm not saying Adam Lawler coming to a bit of grief, and we've discussed him on previous pods. You know, he's been a great servant to the pub. But we were sitting there one 0 down against United, and you know, you know, people sitting there thinking, "Why is Klopp and Lallana on?" He hasn't really had the game time. Um, you know, there's these better options. You know, we had maybe a rig. You know, things like this. But we come on and Lallana scored that equaliser, and I was just sitting there thinking, "Wow!" Like United were coming to a little bit of form. They were beating Liverpool, and it was the old cliche. Where for years and years and years it was like Liverpool could finish wherever, but as long as they beat United, it was a highlight of their season, um, and that's how it felt um, for United. They were having Liverpool that good these days. That just them beating us would have been the highlight of their season. Mm. And uh, for Lallana to you know it was the first game that we we didn't win in the season in the Premier League if I remember correctly, and um, Lallana just equalised. And I thought you know what this team are mentality monsters. Um, we didn't win the game that we should have, but we didn't get beat. Yeah. And for me, it was just that that was where Do you know what? Previous years gone by against United, that would have been a free four-one to United. Um, yeah. But we drew a game and didn't get beat, and just you know they were like, okay, fair enough. You know, we didn't beat you, but you're not going to beat us. 
you know, we we earned that point. And I think as I know we won the title convincingly, but at the time it was like that could be a very, very important point. Yeah. Um along in the season. So for me, yeah, Admiral on against United and that equaliser. Um, and it was tough though because I was very nearly going to put the Villa 2-1 because of how late the goals were but just because it was United and um, how well we were playing at that time mm. I think it was a, a good solid point um, what about you what was your number one Danny? It's interesting as you said there's so many moments that you can potentially put in um, yeah. Norwich for me that you mentioned the 4-0 at the start it was the first game of the season Norwich just come up like there was all that worry that we had to win that game, all these different things. Norwich obviously went on to play pretty well. They beat City a couple of games later. Uh, obviously yeah. fizzled out towards the end of the season, but um, yeah, it was a staple game. But for me, I went for um, the Leicester four nil Jordan the festive period, Jordan Christmas. Um, yeah. And for me, I went for the four nil for a couple of reasons. Um, and it's the game as a whole. There wasn't a specific moment. It was just the fact that we won it four nil. I went for it because we'd only just won the Club World Cup and it was yeah. like two days after the Club World Cup they flew back from Qatar and had to play Leicester um, we generally had a good run of form at the start of the month obviously we beat Everton uh, and then we won against Bournemouth and Watford um, but then we, we had all these different fixtures there was the whole FA Cup thing hanging over us playing the youth team Super Cup games all these different games going on and there was loads of talk of can Liverpool handle it when the pressure is actually on? Yeah. And that was the thing, is that they were like, there was all this talk, and I remember the build-up on Sky Sports before the game, and it was all, do you know what? This game could blow the title wide open. Leicester had a solid season up until that point, was sitting yeah. in second. Yeah. They were like, if they don't beat Leicester, this could actually open up this title race and bring Leicester and City back into the game. And we turned up, played at home at Anfield against Leicester, and we didn't just win a game. We absolutely smashed them. 4 0. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have a sniff for the entire game. A couple of absolutely quality goals in there. Obviously, mainly looking at Firmino's second goal, which was quality. Trent Alexander Arnold smashing that ball across the box and he just controls yeah. it dead and then smacks it up into the top corner. Milner's penalty, and if you remember, yeah. smooth as you liked on the whole run up, sends Casper Schmeichel down into the bottom left hand corner and he just glides it into the middle of the goal runs off uh, and then obviously Trent's goal himself I think it was Milner laid it through to him and he hit it yeah, first time some goal the yeah, just yeah. before he then robbed Mbappe's celebration as he went into the corner um, so it was a, yeah. it was just a solid performance and we played really well obviously the other goal I think was Firmino's header at the back post um, but we absolutely we absolutely killed them and for, and I remember them talking on Sky Sports and obviously Carragher talking about it and even Gary Neville talking about it afterwards and they said it's games like this when the pressure's on they've just come back from a Club World Cup and you're thinking can they handle the season that, that we put in a performance like that and everyone went you know what that is a performance of champions and Jordan Christmas sitting top of the league everyone's thinking to themselves obviously the last two teams that, that lost after sitting top of Christmas, was Liverpool. Uh, and everyone's like, oh yeah, Liverpool yeah, can sit top of Christmas. Yes, yeah, yeah. They, can, they can sit top of Christmas, but we all know what Liverpool are like in the second half of the season. We come out and deliver a performance like that, and everyone was like, do you know what? I don't think they're going to stop. So yeah. for me, the Leicester, the Leicester yeah. was, was number one for me as the, the pivotal moment of the season. I have to say, and I know we're going to do our top three goals, I mean, the sweetest moment of the season, but one that I really enjoyed was uh, Chelsea, the last home game when we went to lift the trophy. And for me, no got the header. 
because he hasn't scored at Anfield for the you know however however long it was. Mm. And for for me to score at Anfield in the league, that little header, that was a sweet moment. I have to give that a wee mention. It was as as it went, the game itself wasn't that important. But um, after so that's one of the standout moments for me is when for me got the header. It was like it's like a weight off my shoulder of mine for me yeah. you know. <laughs> I know. So, but there's so many more that you can talk about, and I know that we've talked, spoke about the league because, as Liverpool fans, obviously we've been we've been waiting 30 years for Liverpool to win the league. So, um, to find a moment of the season like that are gonna come from the league. But there'll be people that have different opinions to us. There'll be people that are yeah. thinking about the Super Cup game, obviously, and Firmino winning us that uh, away in Qatar and the decisions that were made. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you've got if you've got any different ones, then obviously people can contact us on social media. Tell us what your key moments of the season were, what you think we missed out on, uh, and what you think defined Liverpool season. You can write to us on Facebook, or obviously you can email us uh, at ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road at gmail.com. Um, but we're going to go on to our top three goals of the season. Now Liverpool have sco- scored numerous goals. They've scored eighty six goals in the in the league this season. Um, not including then FA Cup and Champions League and Super World Cup and all these different ones. Um, but I got to try and narrow it down to three, which is a, an absolute nightmare. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I struggled with this. Um, but we'll do the same format. Give me give me your top two, and then we'll do the number one, see if it's the same. Well, again, Danny, I have to do the same for four. I've got, I've got three, but I have mentioned. I've, got, I've, oh, yeah. I've made wee notes. Obviously, should be in here, comes in my mention. Um, Arnold's got about four or five. Like you know, we, <laughs> Arnold doesn't score. So it's like they're all three picks <laughs> from like miles out. So, and I'm just remembering the Curtis Jones, Curtis Jones goal against Everton. I was at yeah. that game, top in the FA Cup. So, um, for me, num- number three, I'm gonna go um, Curtis Jones, that goal against Everton. Yeah. Um, I was at the match, probably a bit biased, but a scout at that age to put it in the top in against Everton against Everton's first team. I know it was in the FA Cup. And I know we didn't go on to win it, and I know it's kind of irrelevant as win the league. But you've mentioned it before. For us, what Klopp done for it with that team, um, and we, us beating a you know a full strength Everton team with our kids basically, mm. um, and Kate Jones had to come to do that. What a goal that was! It was you know, it was a beauty, wasn't it? Killed it in. It was like Beckhamess. So see if Gerard had done that, you'd just be like you'd be screaming. Like, so yeah. fair play to Jones. Number three, number two, <sighs> number two. I'm gonna go for Salas against Arsenal, um, the four 0 game, where he pulled it on the left wing and on the halfway line, and he just skimmed. I can't remember, but I think it was Gundulzi, I think his name is. I can't even remember, but anyway, Salah just put him on his bum. He doesn't need to. I don't think it's good gives his name out because it's embarrassing. But Salah <laughs> just got the ball, took it past him, does what Salah does, but you know, sold everyone on his left foot, and he couldn't do nothing, and he still put it in the bottom corner against Arsenal. Fantastic goal. So for me, think- yeah, Mohamed Salah. Um, I think in fairness, oh, Arsenal do a good job of embarrassing themselves. Don't be worrying about it. Arsenal fans will turn around and say, oh, but we won the FA Cup. we all seen that trophy lift. That was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go, yeah. I mean, yeah, so Salah's goal against so I think so. Curtis Jones against Everton. And then for me, second one was Salah against Arsenal. Um, <laughs> it was just typ- typical Mo Salah. And I, and I, he is one of my favourite players, I can't deny it. Um, and I'll give you my number one after you give me your kind of, you know, Yeah, so my number three is the same as yours, the Curtis Jones against Everton. It had to be. um, Just for the the whole occasion of it, the whole occasion of young lads from Liverpool 
putting it in the top bin on the Anfield Road, running away celebrating. Like, that's what dreams are made of. We all, as Liverpool fans, and never mind, like, lads from Liverpool, you dream of that moment as a young lad coming on in a big game. It's all on national television. You come on and you and you do it for your team and you win your game. Never mind the fact that you win it against Everton. So you yeah. put the winner yeah. in the top in in the derby with Jordan Pickford and his little arms waving about, trying to get it, trying to get hold of it, got <laughs> a chance as it flies into that top bin, and you win the game. And it's everything around it. You know, and I know a lot of people listening to this will be able to relate to it. Being from Liverpool, yes, there is that hatred with the Liverpool United, but there's there's family rivalry when it comes to Liverpool versus Everton, and we've spoken about that before with the derbies. And there was just something special about putting out a youth team against Everton, against their full-strength team, and beating them with a Curtis Jones winner in the top bin, off the crossbar, and in. Like, my family still get messages about it now, and I still get pictures of abuse right to them. It was right in front of me, and I was just like... It was like, the only way I can describe it. It was like time stood still for like a couple of seconds. It was like, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I was just 100% yeah. It was just special, and obviously there's going to be talk all the way throughout the summer, and I've spoke to friends about it already, and they're saying, obviously, Everton's going to rebuild, and they're bringing in money for this, that, and the other player, and I just keep saying to people, well, hopefully you'll you'll do well against our reserve team next season, hopefully you'll give it a good shot then, or you might have half a chance, because that's all it's going to be for years, every time Everton say anything about us, it's like, but you got beat by our youth team in the FA Cup, and didn't even score against them, so for oh, me, it's yeah. magical. so that was my number three my number two has got to be uh, the Salah v United at home and we all remember it we all know it Alisson over the top already starts running I think Salah only took his first touch Alisson knew it was going in already sprinting past Van Dijk and off down the pitch Salah buries it into the goal and Alisson is there sliding on his knees as Salah whips off the top (laughs) and um, it's just a key moment of the season. It's an amazing goal to watch that Liverpool had it in them. And again, it just showed that the versatility of what we had, that most of the time we played on the break. We play a lot of passing around the back four, playing into the midfield, whip it out to normally Robertson or Trent, who crosses the ball in. And that's how we got most of our goals this season. We, there was just that moment yeah. where Alisson, like, and I think for most of us, we all remember growing up, throughout the era of, of Jerzy Dudek and obviously Karius and all these different Mignolet and all these different goalkeepers that we've had. One of the problems that we've had is that we've never, ever had a, a really solid switched-on goalkeeper. And that's not that's not giving anything bad about about Mignolet and about all the other keepers that we've had and Jerzy Dudek, who's obviously a legend. Um, but our goalkeeper has always been our weak spot in our team, the part where we worry a little bit. Um, and Allison, I think, cemented it in the fact that he's, yes, an amazing shot stopper, but the vision that he's got, that he was able to pick that ball and instantly play what it out and see Salah. Like, I think he's got a couple of assists this season, Allison, for the way that for the way that he distributes the ball uh, and gets us moving so quickly uh, on the attack for us to be able to play that counter-attacking football. So, yeah, that's sort of the iconic moment of the season. I think everyone remembers it. Allison on his knees, all the other players running towards Salah as he celebrates mm-hmm. in the corner. So that's my that's my number two. Plus, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. 
So give me give me your number one number one goal of the season. I get the feeling it might be the same as mine, but we'll we'll see which one's your number one. Yeah, I mean we we'll, mentioned we'll it in the, in the top three in the top three moments for being it was against City. It was just like I can't. What, what can you say? Like I mean, he done a similar one, didn't he? Um, against Palace in the same game that Arnold scored in. Mm. But that goal against City for me was just like wow. He got the ball twenty five yards out. And I mean, it's still moving. Like if the net wasn't there, that ball would still be moving. Like if we hit it that <laughs> hard, um, it was just phenomenal. And then what made it even sweeter was the fact that, as I said, he went to check the VAR for the potential handball against Arnold. Mm. Um, and and because it was against City, because it was the first goal, it was just like you know, boom. And I just, for me, yeah, it's the one goal I remember from the season. I'm just sitting there thinking, wow. You know, I mean, uh, just another shout before we kind of go into your number one. Arnold could have had a, a top five himself. You know, Mane scored some brilliant goals. You know, Firmino doesn't seem to score that many tappings. It's always quality as well. But for me, that and uh, the Ox, you can't, you can't not leave the Ox out. Score a goal the outside of Sutton in Champions League, top bin, mm. barring in. You're like, what? I didn't, like, you, you couldn't even. That's the stuff that you you try with your mates, and it, it flies in the you know flies in the tree or. Over the bar, but there's <laughs> there's Oxley Damon doing it in the Champions League. <laughs> it's like what? But uh, yeah, for being against City, that's that's uh, for me. Um, nothing, nothing comes that close to it. It was a standout winner. Yeah, and I, you know, what? totally agree with you. Um, there were so yeah. many that I was choosing from. Trent's one against Leicester was was one that I was thinking about. Obviously, spoke about it before. Um, so I have the ball laid through to you and to hit it first time straight across the goal. Sort of slice it across the outside of the boot and put it in the bottom bin. Like most strikers struggle with that. Never mind a right back. So for him to bury that was amazing. You think of Fabino's goal, um, Firmino's goal against Crystal Palace uh, back in November. Again, another one that, that secures us the win. Another scrappy win, but Firmino putting it away for us away from home at Palace. Uh, that City had been beat by just the week before. Um, Palace are very much a bogey team. The Har obviously scored the equaliser quite late on, and then again. We win the game in the final minute. So there was all these different goals that I was thinking of that you, I couldn't not go with Fabinho against City. Um, yeah. As you said, he scored another one, Jordan Lockdown there when the stadiums were empty. And he just he hit the ball with some force. And he does remind you of like what Gerrard was like when he first came onto the scene. Yeah. And you'd love to see him do it more because I honestly think if he just had the freedom to keep doing it, he'd maybe get 10 or 12 goals a season just smashing shots from 25 yards but he, he picks his moments and the yeah. City one was the moment because it kind of defined the game it was the first yeah. goal of the match um, City was setting up getting ready to sort of you could see that they they, they led him shoot almost didn't they they were like oh, yeah, well, you're alright no, it, was, it was kind of like okay so we're going to man mark Salah for, um, for Mino and uh, Marnie yeah, what, what what are you gonna do? What are you what are you Jordan Henderson gonna do? He's gonna do nothing. And then, you know, it was... <laughs> that's the thing. They had a they had a back five to play against our front three, and then Arnold and Robertson. And you could see they were marking them, and they were like, right, we've set ourselves out. We're gonna stop the intricate passing. We're gonna play our game and make them do it. And Fabino thought, I'm just gonna nah. smash this. And <laughs> who's that? Who's that? He goes like Claudio Bravo. I think I'll just have a whack at him. And he just released this shot from like 30 yards that, as you said, was just, it was unstoppable. It wouldn't have mattered who was in goal. You could have had two keepers. You weren't saving that goal. It was so powerful, so sweetly struck right in the bottom bin. And it set the tone for the game. 
So you could not choose that. It's against City. It was the game that sort of defined that we thought to ourselves, we're going to win this title because we won it so comfortably. And a goal like that, it's just a thing of beauty, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, wow. Danny, I mean, that's our top three moments, our top three goals. I mean, Danny, I mean, what a... Oh, what a season. I, I, you know, we're about to interview Neil Miller, a former Liverpool player who scored big goals. I mean, Danny, I'm getting emotional thinking about how, how good. I mean, as you said in the previous pod, like, you know, just write into us and thank us, guys. You know, clearly you're starting the pod. Clearly, Jürgen and, and all the team sit there listening to us. You know, that's clearly what it is. And, and we just inspire them, Danny. That's what it is. <laughs> that's the. That's you know it's just been an amazing season. It's been so good, like, as you said, and we spoke about it before, me and Amo obviously met up in Frankie and Benny's for a coffee one day and decided, you know what, we wanted to start a pod that, that spoke to the people over here on the island of Ireland and showed that connection that, and the global connection that we have, um, that it's not just about Liverpool, but it's about the club, the family all over the world. Uh, and we didn't know that we didn't know for the start that our pod would last like nearly nine months because it's been so long this season. Um, but we also didn't expect it to be the season that it was. And the fact that this pod has gone so well, it's gone so global, uh, is down to the fans that are that are listening and, and tuning in every week and writing to us. So, so obviously, before we get on to our interview with Neil Mellor, we want to just say thank you for, for tuning in, for joining in. Um, and we're looking forward to season two and everything that that's going to bring as well. Yeah, I mean, wherever you are in the world, you know, shout out to our listeners in New Zealand, Australia, Chile, America, um, to name a few. You know, obviously yeah. Liverpool, Ireland, Northern Ireland, you know, everywhere we're, we're grateful. Um, it's very apparent from our, you know, our, our viewers, our, our, our listeners and the stats that we have. It's not just friends and family that are listening. We, we've got quite a few people out there that, um, listening, so we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just just a massive thank you. So, uh, Liverpool fans have this famous saying, and it gets used all the time. But as Liverpool fans, all I can say, the way I'm going over and out before we interview Neil is you'll just you'll never walk alone. Mm. So it's it's just amazing. It's been so such a great season. So we thank you so much for listening. Now we're going to take a little break, and then we will be coming back with Liverpool, ex Liverpool player, ex Preston North End player to give his view on the season and tell us a little bit about his career. We're going to be joined by Neil Mellor after the break. So thank you so much for listening to Ammo and Danny Irish Anfield Road. Okay, welcome back to Ammo and Danny Irish Anfield Road. Well, here we are, the moment that we've been waiting for. Me and Danny have been like uh, two kids on Christmas Eve. <laughs> um, we've actually managed to, don't know how, but we have, Managed to scope former Liverpool player, um, Neil Mellor. Um, everyone knows him, everyone knows that famous moment. I'm sure you get brought brought up all the time, Neil. Mellor, lovely cousin, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> I seen your reenactment on your Instagram um, a while ago. Well, first of all, Neil, how are you? And thanks for coming on. No problem, thanks for having me. Uh, the reason is, I was having a few drinks and we, we had a little, got talking about Liverpool and that is the reason why... I'm on there, so uh, thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, no worries. Um, I had the, the, the bottle to approach you. And um, I remember leaving the place that will be unnamed. And um, <laughs> you're kind of, you, you kind of a little bit drunk and you're like, did I just do that? But anyway, <laughs> I'm glad I'm a bit forward and there we are. Um, so Neil Mellor, guys, he was born on the 4th of November 1982. Um, he represented Liverpool, Preston North End, West Ham and Wigan. 
He's a presenter on LFC TV and he's also known on Sky Sport as well. Um, I think the first thing we can go into, Neil, is obviously you used to bang the goals in for Liverpool youth team. Um, would they be some of the best memories of your career or how, how do you look back at that? Good times, yeah, good times. It's changed a lot since certainly, I think I was the second group at the academy. Um, it's changed a lot. Obviously the first team are going to be there, which I think is a big move forward for the football club. Um, I, I always loved scoring goals and I was fortunate that at Liverpool, I was playing with decent players who created a lot of chances for me and, and, I, and I scored a load of goals. I think for me the turning point was the Youth Cup. We played in the Youth Cup yeah. uh, and that was our first chance to play at Anfield and I think we've got nine goals that, that campaign. Only Michael Owens ever scored more in the, in the Youth Cup for us, which was 11. Mm. And it, that, that was something that gave me the confidence and thought, yeah, I, I can actually progress there. So, um, yeah, and then obviously I, went, I scored however many goals, 56, something like that the season after. Knocking on the door of Hulia saying, get me involved with the yeah, first Yeah, team. I was just uh, saying, Gerard, it was a Gerard Hulia that signed you, was it, Neil? Yeah, Julia. So Julia was, but the problem for me was the academy was Steve Highway, Hugh McCauley, Dave Shannon, great guys, brilliant. But the connection with the first team was strained. There wasn't a good relationship, which for players like myself, John Welsh, other players, John Otsemabor, it was difficult to get down at Meld. Whereas now the first team, Jurgen's like, get the young boys down. Come on, come on down. Let's have a little look, see what you can do. And that's a big help for the young players. So you're a kind of breakthrough season. Um... It was 03, 04, and then 04, 05 was when, I mean, we were looking at your stats there. That was your probably biggest season as a Liverpool player. Yeah. I have a few questions. Um, obviously, you probably get asked these all the time, so sorry if they're kind of repetitive. But um, the first question we've got, uh, this is a question from yourself. What was it actually like working under Rafa Benitez? Um, for that season that we won the Champions League, I know you got injured and we're touching that, which is sad, but you had a yeah. big part to play that season. What was it like working underneath him as a manager? Brilliant. I must admit, I didn't know a lot about him before he came. He'd won in Valencia. Wasn't a big fan of watching the Spanish league back then. Um, and what he did was he made players like myself feel part of the squad. He said, right, you 24 gathered us all in the room. I'm part of the squad this season. So I felt very much a part of that. Um, and obviously his training was different. It was very tactical every day. Um, so we learned a lot more about the game, where we needed to be in certain positions, in and out of possession of the ball. Um, and I think you could see that, you know, we're a very organised team. And uh, the success we had that season was uh, obviously a massive factor for, for Rafa and the work he did on the training ground. I was used to Gerard Houllier, who'd come on the training ground on a Friday and, and that was it. He'd look in his office the rest of the time. Whereas Rafa was on there every day, wind, right. rain, very little sunshine. He was out there in his shorts, giving us those tactical <laughs> uh, them, them sessions. So I, I learned a lot on the Rafa train. Wow, that's that's mad. Well, we come to those um, bunch of players. Um, sure, Danny's got a few questions. But see, those I was looking, I was watching highlights. I mean, Dan, last night at you know your famous Arsenal match where you scored that great goal. And um, what got me more about that match is I remember that goal. All all Liverpool fans do. But Patrick Vieira scored in that match. Um, Xavi Alonso, Danny's favourite ever player, scored in that match. And they were two great goals. Like, I mean, the little dink from Vieira was just amazing over Chris Kirkland. And yeah. the, uh, the, 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 no, the through ball from Gerard to Alonso. And I, I listened to commentary last night. Um, he said that it was you that you made the run. So allowed, uh, you dragged Phil Campbell away, which allowed Alonso to put it in the top bin. And then you scored that goal against Arsenal. So what, what, what emotions are you feeling? when you score that I mean what a hit what a strike probably one of the best goals I've ever seen and I'm not just saying that Neil what a goal 
It was good, but yeah, it was sort of a moment that I'd obviously dreamt of, and it was it was perfect for me. I think I was more surprised that Rafa had brought me off, dragged me off at that point. So I'd lasted the full game, yeah. I was shattered, and um, and obviously the ball fell to me, and the natural instinct was was to hit it, and uh, Lehman being in goal got a hand to it, but it was too strong for him. I think what was the best part about that was it was in front of the cop. It was it was the last obviously injury time last minute, and and it was against a decent side. Arsenal were a decent side, weren't they back then? So it was yeah. uh, it was all, all those things. That, like wow, this is this is a perfect moment to enjoy, um, uh, and and certainly I did enjoy that. Even though the lads said, "Come on, let's crack on, let's go out in town." Afterwards. I was that exhausted because I played the ninety minutes that I just went home and and watched match of the day myself with my mum and dad. <laughs> well, Neil, I mean, one thing I will say there is. That company you had on the pitch, um, the likes of Thierry Henry, you know, Patrick Vera, obviously the Gerrards, the Alonso's, kind of leads into my next question. Then I'll have a couple. What, 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 might, what I always wondered, everyone knows how good Gerrard was, Alonso was, um, Milan Boris, even um, back in the day, you were competing for a place with um, Dribble Cissé and stuff. But see, out of all those bunch of players, obviously Carragher hit, yeah, who was the most underrated player um, that never really got the credit? Um, that they deserve because they like to see Alonso, Gerard and Carragher's always got the credit. Who was your, in your opinion, who was the most underrated player of that bunch? Do you know what? I've been asked <laughs> a lot of questions since coming out of the game. That's that's one I've not been asked. Uh, do you know it was it was a team and we, and we worked together, but obviously we had outstanding individuals with with Carragher at the back, uh, Alonso and Stevie in midfield. Who was the most underrated? Probably Kaiser. Yeah. Maybe Didi Haman, he was a player who was loved in the dressing room, absolutely loved in the dressing room, trusted by the manager, and and he would always do a brilliant job. He'd, he'd protect the defence. I mean, the difference he made, Champions League final when he comes on at half-time. Yeah. He, was, he was a player who never let you down and, and somebody who made a, a big difference for that group of players for me in terms of that his presence in the dressing room. Yeah, I, think, I mean, we, we all appreciate DD man, the job he done, scored some great goals. I'll ask one little final sub-question before I pass on to Danny for um, his questions. Um, Neil, obviously you got injured that season and you had a big part to play in the group stage and stuff. I mean, I don't. I feel awkward asking this because it, it's, it's a question that probably hits at your heart. I mean, do you feel gutted that, you know, you had a big part to play in that season and you didn't walk away with, you know, a Champions League medal? How... how I don't want to get too personal on time and hitting your heart. How does that feel? It must, you must be gutted. I know you're happy for the team and I've seen posts on the Instagram. I mean, how, it must have been heart-guttering, like, you know? Yeah, uh, it's fine. You know, it's happened. I can't change it, can I? Um, I, I think for me, it was a difficult decision, which I had to make in January. We played Watford in the League Cup semi-final at Anfield and I was barely move I was having injections even the Arsenal game we're, we're going back to the first thing it did at Anfield was having an injection because my knees were killing that much so so I was always in pain trying to manage to get through it and it became too much I said to Rafa I said I need an operation spoke with the medical team so I knew the severity of my injury and it was a case of trying to save my career trying, trying to get any kind of games after that because I knew how, how serious it was um, but at that time they said listen let's try and manage it I said I can't even get out of my car without pain. Walking up and down the stairs, how, how can I go and run 12k in a game? I can't do it. So, um, so it was a decision that we, we, we took. Um, but, but I was made up for the team because we were, we were unfancied. Leverkusen, um, Juve, Chelsea, we, even AC. Every game we were unfancied. But these were my mates. Bearing in mind, you know, you boys work. So with your work colleagues, you'll have people who you're close with but you see them a lot so I'm seeing these boys for breakfast I'm training with them I'm having lunch with them 
I've, I've shared rooms with them. I've had a lot of close experiences. So for me to see my mates achieve, teammates that was was really special. Whilst I'd love to have been on the, on the pitch, I knew I couldn't. So I've still made up to, um, to to see the boys achieve something unbelievable. Wow, that come across so. Um, just all I can say is Neil. I mean, from the time I spoke to you till now, you seem like a proper gentleman and fair, fair play to you. That's. That's great. I'd love to two hear, new man. knees. I'd love two new knees. If you've got two new knees knocking about, I'd love, uh, <laughs> oh no! But yeah, I mean, that, honestly, you come across so well there, and it's good to, you know, some sometimes footballers have a bit of a reputation, and um, I think that's wrong. Um, but yeah, that come across great. Um, Danny, you've a few questions for Neil there, haven't you, mate? Yeah, I suppose just leading on from what you said there, obviously, with having your injury, you had, you had um, an operation on both your knees, didn't you, that season later on, and. How obviously you went on then to play for Preston North End had a great career. How do you, especially with everything that's going on at the minute, a lot of what is going on in football at the minute is all around the mental health aspect of things. Obviously, we've changed the name of the FA Cup to reflect that. Um, how do you mentally adjust to having to stop your career? Obviously, being on the rise as you was with Liverpool, how do you mentally prepare yourself for having the operation? going on and continuing having a career how do you how do you overcome that difficult yeah really difficult and that's why it's good that there's, there's a lot of awareness it's obviously not just within football it's in society as well where the mental health is, is very much needed but for me my incentive was I wanted to get the better of the injury to say that that's not going to stop me from fulfilling my dream of being a professional footballer I've had moments at Liverpool and when the surgeon turned around to me after I'd had surgery and said listen there's a 50-50 chance whether you're going to play football again and that, that was a tough one to take so I wanted to, to try and carry on obviously I've, I've ended up in the championship at Preston and, and had a career in the game so to me that was still success because I knew my body used to like you can't compete again at the, at the top level um, so, so that was difficult to take but it was like well what can I do so rather than focus on what I couldn't do I was focused on right Preston bang let's go championship and, and, I, and I had to manage my body through that throughout um, my career in the end mm. The thing is, like you scored some great goals for Preston. You played, you had a great career, and it's good to know. I think a lot of people always wonder about that, sort of how you get over the mental aspect of it all. Um, but as we said, you scored obviously loads and loads of goals throughout your career. You scored plenty for Preston North End, uh, playing in the Championship there. Now we're going to start to move on to look at Liverpool's season this season. But one of the dreams that everyone listening to this, every kid has that dream of as you said before, with the Arsenal game, scoring at the cop end. How does it feel when you score at the cop end, especially in that game? So to describe for us a little bit about scoring last minute against Arsenal, cop end, how, what, what sort of emotion goes through you, Jordan, a goal like that? <laughs> um, just looking at the lines, when the flag's not up, referee's not going to blow his whistle, he's not going to disallow it, so I can enjoy that that moment with the fans. Um, I think for me, you, you know, I'm on your podcast, which is nice to be invited, I'm a former player for Liverpool, I've had a couple of moments, I, I've not played four or 500 games for Liverpool, like some of the great players that we've had in the past, I've not won um, you know, the Premier League, like obviously the current group have, but what I have done is have those few moments, which is nice, 15 years on, I can still look back on and go, Oh, what a great moment that was. You know, that was a really good moment. To, and it was to share it with the fans. You know, for me, the current Liverpool team are really connected to the supporters. And that was a moment where it was a connection with me and the supporters, which nobody can ever take away from me. And I can still look back, whether it's the video, whether it's a picture of, 
uh, I don't know, was it so Campbell on the floor or whatever? It was, it was nice to look back at things. <laughs> I, had, I had one of those moments. It's, a, it's just amazing. As I said, it's, it's the moment that everyone dreams of. So the fact that you've got that, obviously, in, in your memory bank that you can look back on and remember that moment is amazing. Now, obviously, you do a lot of work for LFC TV this season. You're doing stuff for Sky Sports. You've been able to watch closely Liverpool's season. What, how have you, what have you made of this season in terms of, obviously, last season we ran so close to Man City, and yet this season we seem to have just blew it out of the water. What, what has been the key differences for you of Liverpool's season this season? Yeah, it's been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, hasn't it? Um, I think what I would say is a few things. The mentality of the group is is incredibly strong. You know, when we when we lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League final, the mentality to go again the next year, we won the Champions League. You could see that. And again, it was similar, wasn't it, last season? We just missed out to Man City, the Premier League. But the mentality was, right, we really want that. And despite a terrible pre-season, and I think you have to say that because we've got boys all, all over the world uh, playing in the Copa America, the African Cup of Nations, we've got the Nations League. We've got a lot of our key players all around the world not preparing for the season the way we would have wanted them to. And yet we start the season brilliantly. So that's the mentality. The lads are on it. The versatility to score goals, different types of goals. People will say, well, what's Liverpool's plan B? What's Liverpool's goals? We score a variety of different goals, whether it be Van Dijk, long ball. Uh, Alisson earlier on in the season or crosses how many goals do we score from crosses or that little bit of creativity whether it's Mane, Salah through ball so we can we can score a variety of different goals we don't rely on a certain style it, it really is a varied approach and cons- consistency we, we've been so consistent that no one's been able to get anywhere near us what was it 18 points we, we won the Premier League title by absolutely brilliant um, to have that consistency and playing the Super Cup playing the Club World Cup playing the Champions League and still nail it in the Premier League. It's been absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Loved this season. I've got one last question for you, Neil. Um, and again, it's one, it's one of them. I'm pushing the boundaries here, but I don't want to push, touch at your heartstrings. But do you wish that... Um, I know you said you were lucky to get a career in your knees and stuff. Do you wish, if in an ideal world, you would have stayed at Liverpool a lot, lot longer? Um, and Or are you just happy that you had those times? Or? Do, do you know what? If if we're if we're saying well, I'd love to have got golden boot every year, Premier League scored thirty goals for Liverpool, won the won the, the Premier League. I, I can't change what's not happened. I, I've had a couple of moments which have been nice, but it's all yeah. Sometimes you think, oh, what happens if if my knees would have been yeah. okay? If, if Steve would have been playing the three balls for me and I, I'd have been scoring the goals, but um, no, we can still dream, can't we? What, <laughs> what might have been. Fair enough. Um, so, as me and Danny have discussed, um, we've done our top three moments of the season. So, we've spoken to Neil and he's kindly put the research in and well, he oh, works on TV all the time. So, I'm sure he's got them all ready. So, if you could give us your three and two, Neil, and then we'll go into your number one and see if they're, you know, they're close to what me and Danny put. So, what will be your, your, your third most biggest part of the season in, in your eyes? Difficult to narrow it down, lads. Obviously, we've won three trophies. You know, people will look at the Super Cup, Club World Cup. Premier League as key moments, but for me, my top three is I was at I was at two of the games. So, so my third place was in January, Liverpool to Manchester United nil, mm-hmm. and it was I think it was a game where I think we all realised this is our title now. 
it was 16 points clear. We went after that game. Manchester United were lucky to have stayed in the game at 1-0. We'd absolutely battered them. And it's always nice to beat a big rival. Certainly United, who've done so well in previous years. I think what I remember about that game, I was in the Sir Kenny and we've gone 1-0 up with Van Dijk. We've scored a second with Firmino, which I still don't know why it's been disallowed to this day. I was so fuming about that. <laughs> and then in the last in the last minute, when the goalkeeper gets it, Alisson, most keepers will just jump on the floor and say, right, yeah. time's up. But it's an unbelievable assist. Then Mo Salah's got the pace, the strength to hold off the defender. And then the finish, it was absolutely brilliant. And probably one of the most celebrated goals I've, 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 I've been at Anfield for this season. Loved it. It was against United. It was 16 points clear. It was brilliant. So that's mm. my third place. Uh, and your number two, Neil? Number two uh, was back in November. Aston Villa won Liverpool 2, 1-0 down away at Villa Park. Villa, OK, very <laughs> average team. They, they went in the bottom three at that time. But it was so significant for me because City were playing at three o'clock as well. This was Saturday, three o'clock game. They were losing, I think, to, to Southampton, but turned it round to win that game. 1-0 yeah. down, Robbo scores. I mean, we're trying everything. The header, but before that was the armpit goal, which no one knows a goal that's ever been disallowed with an armpit before. With again yeah. for me now, <laughs> and um, so what we get an equaliser late on, and then a Trent corner outswinger man with the header, uh, and no one's on the far post. If someone's on the far post to clear that ball, bang back again, yeah. winning goal two one. But what's significant was if we would have won that game, we were three points ahead of Man City. Man City was our next. Premier League game. City would have come to Anfield thinking we can go top of the Premier League here. Whereas we went six points clear and then it was like if we lose this we go nine points clear. So the mentality for City completely changed from those two moments and that was where we were in pole position for me for that title race. Yeah. yeah, I mean both, both uh, featuring both of ours didn't it Danny? Mm. Um, that was so elegant we put there Neil. Um, I'm dying to know what your number one is. So what would be your number one time of the season where you just thought right best moment of the season and um, what was that that uh, Neil? I, I think for me the two games against Man City were so significant so to beat them was the biggest result in my opinion for the season uh, I know people will look at Leicester away which was a great performance and other great performances but City at home so being there at Anfield that day was a massive massive result for Liverpool uh, for winning the Premier League title we went nine points clear Fabinho started the game. He didn't start the what previous week. Uh, uh, but he didn't start the previous week at Villa because I think he was on four yeah. yellows and we didn't want to risk him getting that fifth yellow. Great decision by the manager. Lalana came in for him that day. Um, and I remember sitting next to Chris Kirkland and Pete McDowell who, who reads the names out for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the lads at Anfield. And we've scored Fabinho. What a goal. And they're going, could be a penalty. I'm going, no, yeah. no way. No way. No way is that a penalty. Um What's interesting is if it's a Champions League game, it could have been given as a penalty. Because the rules in the Premier League are slightly different, it wasn't given as a penalty, which is so confusing. The whole handball, anyway, it's given. And because City was still moaning about that decision, bang, most of our scores within what five, ten minutes, whatever it was, two nil. Then all of a sudden, it was a lot harder for City to come back into the game. So for me, it was significant because we went nine points clear, but it was beating a rival and, and that was a huge moment. Back in November, long way to go, I know, but it was, that was, for me, probably the best moment of the season. Yeah, you'll, um, you'll not be shocked to know that it was both number one for me and Danny as well. Um, we kind of alluded to the Fabinho goal because you didn't expect that and it just came out of nowhere. Boom. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
we couldn't could not agree more. Um, I have another question here, Neil. So you work for LFC TV and Sky Sports. Um, obviously, you're younger. Uh, football pundit obviously your career ended early through injuries what's your dreams I've, I've seen you be on Gillette Soccer Spectre a few times what's your aspirations in punditry what's your goals because you know you come across really really well um, and what, what, what would you would you like to be on the, on the hot seat every Saturday or are you just happy kind of taking lad, whatever comes type of thing lads lad, I love football you, you lads love football football is about opinion I, I hear some people say play football the right way. There's no right way. Football is about opinion. We all love it. We all have our own ideas. We all like certain players. We all dislike certain players. That is what the beauty of football is. It's about opinion. And I just love being involved in it. You know, I could describe a goal and you could go, I've seen it a little bit different, but there's no right way because that's that's what football is and, and that's what our passion is. I love being involved with the Sky Sports, with Liverpool. love make, doing the analysis. I watch every Liverpool game on a Sunday night and go through the whole thing, stop it, pause it, rewind it, just to wow. just to create that analysis show on the, on the Monday, which is really good yeah. fun. Um, and uh, and and you see things a little bit different in in that way. So I love my involvement. I love watching it. I love talking about football. Where it takes me, I don't know, but I, I just love being involved at the moment. Hundred percent. Um, we've got a couple of quick fire questions from uh, listeners. Haven't we done a couple each? Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of leave it there. Um, so very quick, quite uh, quick fire answers here, Neil, if you don't mind. So we've had Simon Williams writing. Would you ever consider uh, management? Um, at the moment, no, because if I lose two games, I'm getting sacked. <laughs> fair enough. That's as, quick as, as quick as you like there. Fair enough. Um, what was it like playing with Stephen Gerrard? Um, in in as few words as possible, what was actually like playing with someone that great? He was the best on a match day and in training. He wanted to be the best player every day in training. He was he was a great guy, but a top player as well. Fair enough. A couple more, yeah. So, um, are you still in touch with any of the players from that era, you know? So, social media is the way to keep in touch now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back then, when I was playing, we didn't have social media, so we lost touch a lot. You know, I was close with people like Crouchy and that, but you lose touch. But now, social media, you can just get in touch very easily so yes still in touch with Cara usually canes me a little bit on, on Twitter or something like that where Steve's <laughs> a little bit nicer with his messages fair enough fair enough um, and my final question for I hand you over to Danny is um, when you're next in Ireland will you, will you come for a pint with <laughs> a pint or two count me in for pint that or three one or four. Get, get, yeah get, get me in for that one 100% uh, pack over to Danny yeah so last few questions we've got for you so nice and quick fire questions best goal you've ever scored it would have to be the, the one against Arsenal. Most important was Olympiacos, but best was probably the Arsenal. Okay. Best player you've ever played against? Oh, do you know what? Centre-half, Nesta, remember him, the, uh, the Italian? Yeah. yeah. Played a pre- pre-season friendly. It was my first ever game for the first team against Lazio at Anfield. Oh, he was just different class. Obviously, he went on to be one of the best centre-halves in world football, but he was... Uh, he was the one where I was like, wow, proper centre-half this last. Hmm. Hard graph. And hardest ground to go to? Hardest ground? Um, cool. <laughs> Probably United, because we, we, you know, in the times I went there, I didn't enjoy the, the success there. Everton, probably the atmosphere. Goodison was, was unique. And we were not welcome there, and they let us know we weren't welcome there. Um, so, so football is 
about about the rivalry and it's those those rival stadiums united everton are the ones which uh, are the hardest places to go to yeah now obviously just to finish and to go back into liverpool season just to close it off you said before about opinions one of the things that me and ammo always bantered about is that ammo Generally, when he plays football as a striker, I play defence. So we have very different opinions on goals and how they get scored. And Ammo thinks some goals are brilliant. I think the defender was poor, so it was a waste of time. Um, but what, what, what for you has been the key goals of this season? What goals have you liked that Liverpool have scored this season? Key goals. Um, well, well, let's just say you defenders, you're destroyers. You try and ruin the game of football. Where, where, where the strikers <laughs> agree more. Try and get all the goals where the creative ones um, and it's hard to score a goal uh, you've heard it said hardest thing to score is a goal in the game what's, what's some of the best goals this season um, I look at that Salah goal against United I think it was unbelievable um, Mane has, has chipped in with some quite incredible goals time and time again even Oxlade Chamberlain's goal recently against Chelsea was a brilliant team goal we start back to front uh, Curtis Jones, lovely little dummy. Curtis, do you know what? I was there for Anfield, and, and that was probably one of my favourite goals of the season. Liverpool against Everton. Merseyside derby. I took my lad. That was his first Merseyside derby, and yes. I looked at the team sheet and I'm thinking, Oh no, this is this, this is going to be a difficult day. But we, we win the game with a Curtis Jones, unbelievable. What a goal! What a goal! Yeah, well, for me, it was that was a moment and probably a goal that. I've, Stands out as much as any of this season. Well, there you go. What 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 a way to end there, guys. And um, we mentioned Curtis Jones a lot, and we mentioned that game a lot because I was at it. But um, all I can say, Neil, is thank you so 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 much. Um, one of football's two gentlemen. It's made it's made our season. Um, and hopefully <laughs> in, in the future we can get you on and maybe be sitting in the same the same room as you someday. And next time you're over in Ireland, give us a shout and the pints on us. So thank Thanks. you very much for listening to Ammo and Danny Irish Ampere Road. Sports Social Podcast Network.